0: Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. It's me, your girl, Nicole, here with a brand new episode on the night I got lost in Paris. That's right. I got lost in Paris. And not Paris, Texas. No, no. Paris, France. This happened a few years ago. This is such... It's a combination of a funny and crazy story. It's not as crazy as my Vegas story, but it's pretty memorable. But before I get into it, I wanted to bring up last week's episode. I talked about imposter syndrome and I'm really glad that I brought this up because I think it's a topic that I personally have not read too much about or seen other people talk about often. Normally when I hear people talk about imposter syndrome, it's always, yeah, I've experienced it, but they never go more in depth, um, as to how they experience it. It's just like, yeah, I know what that's like. It sucks, but they never talk about what they do to get out of the funk of it or how they just kind of hurdle over it. So Once I had released this episode, I guess I didn't realize how vulnerable I got. This is the thing. When I record my episodes, I only allow myself to re-listen to it twice. The first time is just to make sure that I'm not redundant in my storytelling. And also the second time I listen to it, it's mainly for the editing purposes After that, I just release it onto the podcast platform. I try not to overthink it because the moment I start nitpicking at the things that I say and the way that I say it is when I start to edit it and now it doesn't sound as organic or as authentic and that's not what I want. I want what I put out there to be super genuine, my feelings, my thoughts, my advice. So when I heard it and then just, edit it and put it out there. I was just sort of like hoping for the best, but the kind of feedback I received from everyone just made me feel like I did the right thing. And if this really did resonate with you and it kind of helped you in some way, that makes me so happy. It makes me feel so validated. And I just want to say once again, for probably the hundredth time, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for responding. Thank you so much for rating, reviewing, commenting, messaging, texting, calling, just everything. I just want to thank you. Now, now that I've said what I've had to say, let's move on to the episode. So back in 2014, I had just came back from studying abroad in Italy. For those who know me, know that I lived in Italy for about two months in 2013, and it was the best time of my life. It's a long story, but when I came back, I was still going to Valencia College, and an advisor had found out that I had studied abroad through a different institution and was like, hey, why, you know, have you ever considered maybe studying abroad through Valencia College? I think it's something that you could really benefit from and, you know, perhaps become like a voice for others, blah, blah, blah. So I went ahead and I applied for a program. It was to study international politics um, in Belgium and France. And typically study abroad programs in smaller colleges, such as Valencia College, offer field studies. So field studies are kind of like studying abroad, but instead of like living in the actual city for maybe a whole semester, they're like 10 to 14 day trips to the country, so the class I took, again, international politics. We had one class every month for, I think, five months straight, and then we were off to this country for about ten days. So two days out of the ten were due were just kind of dedicated for traveling. The remaining would be four day or how how did it go? It was like three days to Belgium, two days in Strasbourg, and then one day um, in France. So we first arrived to Belgium, but, uh, Brussels, Brussels, Belgium is actually the name of the area that we first landed and we visited the union. We went to tons of places, sightseeing, and it was awesome. And for those who don't really know Brussels and what they're known for, Brussels, Belgium, they're known for Godiva chocolates, Stella Artois, which is the Belgium beer that you'd find on tap at a bar. Um, And Belgium waffles. So those gorgeous waffles with Nutella and sugar and whipped cream and bananas and strawberries and those wonderful, delicious, decadent waffles you see out there are probably much more influenced and inspired by Belgium waffles, which you'd find in Belgium. So where we went was very nice. Um, what gravitated me towards this program was actually the fact that I'd be going to France. Um, that's kind of where my mind was set on when choosing this program. Um, But when I arrived to Brussels, I hadn't done my research. So arriving, I remember we were just kind of sightseeing and I just see this beautiful, like, little Godiva shop. And I'm like, Godiva? Oh my God. And like, I go in, I buy tons of chocolate and I notice just how fancy it was. And it wasn't until I realized that I put, you know, put one and two together and I'm like, oh my God, Godiva is a Belgium chocolate. This is based here is just blew my mind. So Brussels was actually pretty cool. Um, afterwards we took a train and we went over to Strasbourg, France. Now Strasbourg is heavily influenced by Germany. Now I probably should have done the research before recording the episode. So please don't come for me. But from what I remember from the trip is that Strasbourg used to belong to Germany and now France owns it. So this little piece of land, the city, is heavily influenced by Germany. It's like there's canals, there are people riding in bikes, the houses are like six stories high, the roofing, it's just it's very German inspired. I wish that I had the perfect words to describe it. I'm sure that if I truly took the time to really just Do my research and explain it to you, you'd have a better idea. But this is the part where I'd need you to just get on your phone and Google Strasbourg, France, just so you know what I'm talking about. But it was cool because even though I was technically in France, I didn't feel like I was in France. I truly felt like I was in another country. But we rode bikes, we did shopping. Um, the hotel that we stood in had a balcony, ceilings were extremely high. If you go down my Instagram far enough, because as I told you about the Vegas story, if you I've had the same Instagram since forever. I the Instagram account that I have has been the only one I've ever had. So if you go down far enough, there is actually a video of me where I wake up in the morning and I'm recording myself looking in the bathroom mirror and I'm looking outside of a balcony. And that is actually in Strasbourg, France. I'm actually in my underwear in that video. Maybe you notice, maybe not, but now you know. So, yeah, Strasbourg was absolutely amazing. We were there for about two days and then afterwards we took a train over to France. When we arrived in Paris, we, I think we walked to the hotel and it was a far walk. Now, Paris is a city. So, the same way in New York, walking to one area to another, it's not that big of a deal. It's quite common. Everyone's walking everywhere. It's a city. But when you're carrying all that luggage down these massive stairs, up the blocks, down the blocks, it gets very, very out of control. So I just remember like arriving, getting to the hotel, just being extremely exhausted. But we arrived so early in the morning that all the girls in the group was like, we don't give a fuck. We're going to get to the hotel Get cute, and we're gonna take the pictures of our lives because you see, with the program that we chose, it was with this I wouldn't say like an agreement, but the program only technically included you know the time that we'd spent in Belgium and in Strasbourg, France. Paris was like an extra, it was a bonus day now. And because Paris is so expensive, that only meant that we were limited to those 24 hours because the following day. We were leaving back to America. So as tired as we were, as exhausted, we were luggaging our suitcases around the damn city, getting to the hotel. We were like, we don't care. As soon as we're arriving, we're getting cute, taking a shot of espresso. And we're like, we're living it up. We're in Paris. So we get to the hotel. We go upstairs. We all take quick showers, get dressed, do the makeup, do the whole thing. And I just remember my friend, okay, (laughs) it's like my mind is bouncing everywhere. We go upstairs, get changed, go downstairs. I might be remembering it a little differently. I'm still really good friends with the girls from that group. So they may come after me and say, no, Nicole, remember we did this and this and then that. So my bad if I got it a little fuzzy, but I would just remember going upstairs, getting dressed and coming back downstairs. Now, I have a friend. (laughs) She was in the group. Now, this is my girl. I fucking love her. She's hilarious. She's a little younger than me. So imagine at the time when I was about 21, she was like 19, like 1920. Anyway, I know the age gap doesn't seem that big of a difference, but homegirl was like super young. So she was like very excited, very bubbly. Love you girl. But you were like a tad bit immature. Love you. Um, but she was just like really excited to be there. And I just remember being in the lobby and she just took like a ton of hotel, the hotel cards, like the hotel business cards and was like, take two, take three, take four. And she was just like shoving the cards to everybody. And I remember just kind of like being a little annoyed. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want, I don't need that. And she was like, no, take it. You never know. Just take it, take it, take it as a souvenir. Like she was just like really forcing me to get the hotel card. And I was just like, can you please put that back? Like, like, I don't want to be so obvious that we're Americans. Like I'm trying to be incognito. Like I'm trying to blend. I'm trying to be like a local. And, you know, she's just so excited, whatever. So I take the fucking cards, I throw them in my purse and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I'm ready to go. Let's go. So as a group, we all left, took the metro into like the main touristic area, and the first spot we went to was the Louvre. We didn't have enough time to go inside the museum to actually see the Mona Lisa and do all of that, but we took pictures around the Louvre, the big triangle dome-looking building that's full of glass, super amazing. Uh, took the metro back, went all the way to the Arc of Triumph, with, which I have to say, when I got out of the metro station and just walked up the steps onto the street, that was the first thing I saw, the Ark of Triumph. And let me tell you, that building, that monument, it like blew me away. Ironically, when I saw the Eiffel Tower, I wasn't that impressed by it. I don't know if maybe it's because the Ark of Triumph was the first building I saw in Paris that blew me away. So that building is the one that took my breath away, you know, first, but the Eiffel Tower, when I eventually saw it, I was like, okay, cool. Like I was just ready to go. Um, but I definitely got all the pictures I wanted to take. Oh, it was just awesome. Now Paris is a combination of being a magical, beautiful city. And also just being very overrated. The city in some areas were very dirty, very touristic. A lot of hustlers on the streets that are trying to sell you cheap keychains, Try, like people just yelling at you to get into cabs. Um, you know, the, the side of Paris that I experienced was the very touristic side. I've only been to Paris one time. This is not the only perception I have of the city. I still really enjoyed it and would love to go back when the time is right. Um, But I would have to admit that the first time I went, if it wasn't for just me being so excited on being there, I would just think that the city was like not to be bothered with. But again, you know, I was in a very touristic area. So obviously that's why I could say that. Uh, But it was very, yeah, just very chaotic. Did the pictures, did that. We went ahead and uh, we grabbed some food, got some ice cream, and finally we went over to the Notre Dame Cathedral and we took tons of pictures. I mean, after we got off the metro, when it came to going to the Arc of Triomphe, Eiffel Tower, Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, I should say, uh, it was all within walking distance. And so we did a lot of walking that day. And after we went to the cathedral, we then decided to go have dinner, and which was only about a few blocks away from where we were. Now, as we were walking, I noticed that there was a piazza. Now, a piazza typically is like this big open space you'd find in Europe uh, in, in different places of Europe. They're everywhere in Italy. I kind of saw them in Paris. I know they exist in Spain. I haven't been everywhere in Europe, but it's pretty common. And it's like this big open space. They're typically around cathedrals. And so which is makes more sense now that I say it out loud that right by the Notre Dame Cathedral, there was a music festival being set up. They had a huge stage, tons of lights, uh, just just they were they were setting up for something that was happening. And that is something that I actually love a lot about Europe is that things like that are just free. I don't know how free they are, but. It was just available to anyone who wanted to show up. And I remember we were passing through and we're like, oh my God, there's a music festival happening right here. Like, it's just like, it blew my mind to know that this was actually happening. And I remember, uh, me and my friends, we were thinking like, oh, maybe we, maybe after dinner, we can just kind of stick around and actually enjoy it, uh, But the performers that were performing, we had no idea who they were. And because we were in a group, we kind of had to follow the schedule on what was planned. But I remember just passing through it. We walked a few blocks, sat at this restaurant. And again, guys, absolutely beautiful. We were right by the canal. We could see the Notre Dame within a distance, the Eiffel Tower, like on the corner of our eye. It just felt like we were in a movie. Like we're sitting in this big, long table that fits 10 people. We're sitting out on this patio, lights, trees, the breeze. It's over the summertime. So the weather was perfect. All the girls are looking their best. We've taken all the pretty pictures. We were connected to Wi-Fi. We were flexing on Instagram and Facebook, going on Snapchat, just being silly, just being happy. I just, I love traveling. That is my favorite part of traveling. Now, after we were done with dinner, um, all the girls had to use the restroom. And the restroom that was in the restaurant, for some reason, was like, the restaurant was here. And you had to walk like a few steps to the left side of the building. And that's where the restroom was. It seemed like the restaurant available was like, not public, but it just seemed like it was not attached to that restaurant. So... One of the girls in the group was like, I want to go to the, before we head back to the hotel, I want to go to the Love Locks Bridge. Yeah. It's like a bridge where you buy a lock and you lock it on the bridge. It's like the Love Lock Bridge. It's it's very famous in, in Paris. Some people may know about it. Some people may not. Um, I heard a rumor that there were so many locks on this bridge that it collapsed and they had to like redo it and create like another lock. But pretty much what it's supposed to be is like couples would go lock a lock. They'd like they'd both buy a lock, put their initials on it, lock it and throw the key into the canal of Paris. And it'll be like their love is locked there forever. It's like very romantic. So our friend in the group wanted to go there and and just see it and take pictures. Even though it was nighttime, she just wanted to see it. And apparently it wasn't that far from the restaurant we were at. Everybody agreed to it. But of course, we all needed to use the restrooms first. Ah, child. So we go to the bathroom. And I remember one of my friends who I'm so close with. And it's so funny, because the girl that I was with, we talk about it till this day. And I'm like, you fucking left me. And she's like, girl, I don't Remember what had happened I thought you were behind me. Let me just tell you what happened. Okay, fine. So we get to the bathroom and she goes and I'm like, "Listen, I'm going to use the bathroom just wait for me. I'll be like I'll be quick." And I was quick, guys. I didn't take a shit, like I didn't do anything crazy. I wasn't trying to take a fucking bathroom selfie. No. Your girl went to the bathroom, urinated, washed her hands, dried them, fixed the hair. Cleaned the mascara and like was out the door literally like standard time for any woman to go to the restroom, maybe seven minutes, which is not that long if you're a girl. Okay. So come out of the restroom and I don't see my friend in like in the, like in the lobby area, like in the hallway. So I'm like, okay, I go outside. Everyone's gone. And I'm like, okay, where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm literally standing on the sidewalk next to the restaurant because remember the, the fucking restroom is like on the left side of the restaurant, like in a different area. So I'm like exiting and I'm like, where is everyone? I didn't even take that long. So then I walk back to the restroom thinking that maybe somebody got left behind. There was nobody there. I walk back outside to the left of the restaurant. It's still no one. So I notice a bench. So I go sit on it and I'm like, let me just sit here. Maybe somebody will come back for me. So I sit down. Now, this is the thing let me describe my outfit to you. No. I was not dressed like a hoe. I wasn't. This was in 2014. Okay, guys, this was, I can't do math, seven years ago? Seven years ago. Seven years ago, I want to say, I could be wrong if I am, whatever. But I feel like the whole crop top situation was coming back in style. So my outfit was a crop top and a high waisted skirt, very in style, still in style to this day. But at the time it was fresh at every forever 21 store. So, you know, I was looking very cute, very, very up to date with the fashion and you know, whatever, let's cut to the chase. I was looking good and guys were noticing but I'm sitting on this bench by myself. So I see these guys like passing by and listen, as much as I want to believe that it's all romantic, that a guy is hitting on me in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't want that shit happening when you're fucking by yourself and you've been deserted by your 10 of your party of 10. Okay. Like at the end of the day, I'm an American. I don't speak the language. I'm only here. I'm supposed to go home tomorrow and I'm like fucking fresh meat. Like I'm fresh bait to these guys that are walking down the streets of Paris. As romantic as we want to make it seem, a bitch was scared. I was like very scared. So I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got to move. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, hold on a second. Maybe they're just walking back to the metro station and maybe I can catch up to them. That is what I put in my head. Really quick, you guys. No, if you're ever like left behind, best case scenario, just just stay where they left you. Just fucking stay. okay. don't move. Don't venture. Don't don't go exploring. Just just fucking stay. Nicole didn't have that mentality at 21 years old. She just thought, listen, I'm getting stared at. I'm getting hit on. I'm kind of nervous. Let me make a run for it. Maybe they're going back to the metro station. I can kind of retract my steps. Maybe I can catch up to them. So I start walking. And I could kind of make sense of the Notre Dame Cathedral because I could actually see it. It's a big building. So I'm like, okay, well, it's over there. I know that if I go down two blocks and make a right, I'll end up at the Piazza like I'd see it. Now, as I'm going down this route, remember how I said there was a music festival? Mm-hmm, yeah, well, guess what? It just ended. So once I get to the piazza where the cathedral is at, there are people everywhere, everywhere, like girls in half naked outfits, which listen, their outfits has nothing to do with me getting lost. OK, I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. This is a music festival. Everyone's everyone's partying. Everyone's going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Now, the good thing about Europe is that in a lot of areas, there's a lot of hotspots of Wi-Fi that you can gain access to. So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I get connected to Wi-Fi, I can get in contact with some of my friends from the group. Now, remember how I said there was Wi-Fi at the restaurant? Yeah. Well, the Wi-Fi was limited. It was like an hour free and then you had to pay for it. And to pay for it was like a fucking arm and a leg. So, the idea of getting back on Wi Fi didn't technically hit me until I was already smack dab in the middle of the aftermath of a music festival that had just taken place. And because I was right near a hotspot, you know, because I have an iPhone. You know how when you have an iPhone, sometimes like a Wi Fi hotspot would just kind of pop up on your phone, like, oh, join a network, choose the one that was popping up on my phone. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm near something. Let me get connected. Well, because the music festival had just happened, there was just a load of people. And clearly all of these people were also on this Wi-Fi. So although it was available, it's free. It technically wasn't available because everybody else was on it. So like I would get connected to it, but the connection would time out or the network wouldn't be available or it'd be available, but it would be very weak. And I'm like, just, I'm surrounded by these drunk people. There's cops everywhere. Everyone's talking in different languages. I don't fucking understand what the hell is going on. And at this point, I'm already in so deep into this crowd that I'm like, I don't even know my way back. I don't know my way back. So that's when I started to freak out. I started to fucking panic. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, (laughs) like fucking anxiety at a thousand. So I'm like, okay, I keep walking. I keep walking. I'm like trying to keep my composure. Cause that's the thing too. You guys have to realize that when you are traveling abroad, you also don't want to become a target. And unfortunately, when you're an American in a foreign country, just the fact of being American, you're already a fucking target. You just are. Like, and, and I can go on a whole tangent as to the reasons why this is true. I'm not going to, but you just fucking are. Listen, very quickly. When I studied abroad in Italy, there was a guy that I met and he dead ass looked at me in the face and was like, I love your style. But the moment I saw you, I knew you were American. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did you know? And he was like, because of your shoes. And I'm like, what? And this is the thing, guys. This is this doesn't necessarily need to be every American because, listen, I'm from New York and I used to wear Tim's, Nike's, Jordan's, you name it. I wore all the fucking sneakers. I wore all the damn shoes. I wore flats. I wore everything. okay? but living in Florida, I always wore sandals because that's just that's the style. You live in Florida. It's fucking hot. You wear you wear sandals. You don't wear Tim's. You wear flip flops and strappy shoes. So that's what I wore in Italy. So I remember the guy was like, I could tell by your shoes and I'm wearing sandals. Keep in mind, it's the summertime. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like I'm wearing sandals. And he's like, well, in Italy, sandals aren't considered shoes. And the city where I was studying abroad at were cobblestoned, So technically, sandals aren't the proper shoes to wear when you're fucking walking on cobblestones. So he that's how he knew I was an American because of my shoes is so you just you don't realize what little details make you a target when you're in these foreign countries. So let's kind of go. Let's get back to the story. So being in Paris, okay, middle of this area, I'm like freaking out, but I'm also trying to keep my composure. I'm not trying to be a target. I go up to the metro station, but there's people everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I don't see my group. They're nowhere to be found. I'm not going down there to the damn Metro because if you think I know how to get, how to get back to the hotel by the Metro, you're fucking out of your mind. When we left the hotel to like this area that we were at, we must have taken three different trains before ending up to our location And I was not about to risk going back because even in that very moment, I couldn't even tell you the name of the hotel I was at. All I remember was that it was on a hill and it had a green sign. Yeah. 21 years old, just super naive, super like careless. Like this is why I am even at the age that I'm at, not to sound like overly paranoid, But I am that person that takes every protocol possible because of the stupid things I've gotten myself into without just, you know, just making sure that I was prepared for. Like, I mean, how does anyone get prepared on getting lost in the middle of a city? But that's the point. You need to make sure that you are prepared in case those things happen. Girl, guy, sweetie, honey, baby, let me tell you. So, okay. So I'm by the metro station. I'm Now I'm crying. I'm fucking crying now. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to get out of here. Like I got to get out of here. Like I'm fucking lost. I don't know where the fuck I am. I can't take the metro. I don't know where the fuck I am. I'm not going to sleep on the side of this damn cathedral. Like people are looking at me crazy because of my outfit. I mean, I looked cute, but again, I was a target. And so all of a sudden I see a cab. So I, I do the whole thing, I need a cab, and I hop into the back of the car, <laughs> and I'm crying. And I'm like, I don't know where I am, I don't know where I am, I gotta go back to my hotel. And poor man doesn't speak English, he's French, and he's like, Huh? like he's like what the fuck just got in my car like I'm here having a fucking mental breakdown I can't even speak because I'm scared my phone I have no fucking wi-fi like I don't know how to get wi-fi this man in the car doesn't even understand me oh my god so the guy is like in French I can't repeat it this happened years ago but he's like pretty much in other words like you know, where am I taking you? And I'm, and I'm trying to say it in the best way possible. And I'm like, you know, like my hotel hotel. Yeah. It's on a, it's on a Hill and it, and it's green. And I'm like pointing at a fucking color. And he's like, uh, and the thing is when I got in the car, I had got him in mid traffic. So he's trying to understand me while driving. And he's already started like the, what's it called? The, shit, like the fucking, you know, like when you get in a cab and they start the timer and that's how they know how much to charge you by the end of the ride. Yeah. That he had already started that. So he's like driving in circles while I'm trying to get my composure, trying to fucking figure it out. And that's when it light bulb hit me, the hotel cards. And in that moment, my friend who was a pain in the ass in the middle of the trip, now became the angel I was so grateful for. Because if it wasn't for her being so annoying at the hotel, shoving the hotel cards in everyone's face to take with them, I would have never been able to tell him where the fuck I was staying at. So it like hit me and I was like, hotel cards. And I go in my purse and I see the hotel cards and I give him one, like the business card. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, there, take me there. So then as he's driving, I realize, I don't have cash. (laughs) I don't have money. Okay, guys. I had money. It's just, it wasn't a credit card. This is another rule of thumb when you're traveling overseas. Always have cash. I know, I know. It sounds like common sense. And it is. You're absolutely right. It is common sense. Unfortunately, 21-year-old Nicole didn't fucking have it because I took out cash, but in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to spend the cash first, and once I run out of the cash, I am then going to use my credit card, which, sure, in retrospect, sounds like a great way to budget yourself, but no, always, always, always have cash on you, okay? Just rule of thumb always have it unfortunately i didn't fucking have it and we were midway through traffic going up and down these fucking sketchy ass roads i had no idea and i'm like okay um i need i need a i need to find cash like i need to pay this guy like i'm not trying to have him now take me somewhere fucking sketchy and drop me off in the middle of nowhere then i'm really fucked so then i look at him and i start waving my credit card and i'm like do you take this and he's like no cash Like he did the gesture for cash. Like um, I know like through podcasts, it's like hard for me to like show you the hand movements. I talk with my hands, but you know, like when people say money with their hands, you know, that's what he was doing. And I'm like, um, okay, um, I need an ATM. I need a machine. So he takes me to this sketchy ass neighborhood. Guys, when I tell you the streetlights were limited, I thought somebody was going to pop up from behind an alleyway and fucking rob me. This area was so sketchy and just dark and I just, I can't. So I go up to the ATM machine. I insert my card. I hit English. We're on the right track. All of a sudden, it asks me for my PIN number. It's a credit card. I don't have a PIN number. I never set one up because it's a fucking credit card. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I can't take money out. And I tried doing the zero, zero, zero. I tried hitting skip. I tried doing it and it just kept error, error, to the point where like I couldn't even, I'm surprised I didn't even keep my card. I'm glad it didn't keep my card. But at that point I was asked out. I was asked out. Can't take money out. I had no fucking money. I was officially with no money and the man didn't take, you know, a card. And again, this is 2014 Pay you know, Zelle Venmo did not exist okay paypal or I not mean, maybe not paypal paypal definitely existed but like yeah venmo and fucking yeah zell i feel like there's another one what's it called is it paypal no it's not paypal what is it stand by this is gonna drive me crazy sorry guys you're just like bitch continue with the story no it's a cash app fucking cash app. Yeah. Yeah. None of that existed. Okay guys. None of it existed. It was either you have money or you fucking don't. Okay. And clearly this cab driver wasn't going to take an IOU. So I get back in the car and I'm like fucking stressed. I'm like, Oh shit. Because he thinks I have cash. I don't fucking have cash. So (laughs) get in the car. He takes me to the hotel. It's the hotel. So as soon as he stops, I get out of the car and I get inside of the hotel, bro. That man followed me so fast. I wasn't trying to get out of not paying in my head. I was just trying to just make it out safely. You know, it's like when you see the light at the tunnel and you just like run towards it, that was like my version of doing that because it's like I had gone through the worst two hours of my life in that moment. And all I just wanted was to feel safe. So the moment I saw that hotel lobby, I was like, I just, I just got to set foot in there. I just need to be in an environment that I'm familiar with and that I feel okay in. And so when we arrived, I just like fucking darted out of the damn cab and jetted into the lobby. But I knew better than to make a run for it because I also wasn't trying to get arrested. So the guy was right behind me and I go up to the concierge, it's just this one guy sitting there. And I'm like, still crying, like makeup all over my fucking face. Like my face is puffy. Like I look swollen. I'm crying. Like my voice is cracked. And I'm like, I got lost. Like I knew that he knew me because of our group, because you know, 10 Americans staying in this little hotel, he already knew what it was. And I was talking in English. So I'm like, I'm, you know, like I got lost. I don't know where my group is. I have no money. Like I have to pay this man. At that point, the guy was already right next to me, like looking at me and looking at the guy. And I was like, I I can't pay him. I have no money. I have a credit card, but I can't take money out of the ATM because I don't have a PIN number. Like, I'm just like rushing, telling him everything. And the guy is kind of like talking in French, like to the guy in the concierge. I think he was just kind of telling him like, look, like, I don't give a fuck what's happening, but I need to get paid. And I'm like crying to the guy and the guy's like looking at me and looking at the guy and kind of making sense of what I'm saying. And he's like, yeah, well, you need to pay him. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't have money. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I could wait with him downstairs and I can we can wait until my group comes and, you know, I'm sure they'll pay him like they'll give him money. Like I'll ask my friend like I know they'll give it to him. But the guy was like, no, I got to go. Like I'm a cab driver. Like I need to make money. Like I need to get out of here. Like my shift is not over. Like I'm not gonna stay here for another hour, which makes sense. I mean, he in his very right, you know, obviously he needs to. This is a business. He has a job. So the concierge is like, yeah, the guy's not gonna wait. Like you need to find a way to give him money. And I'm like, bro, like I have no fucking money. Like I started to get angry, and the guy was like, yeah, well, I could pay him, but I'm not paying him unless you give me your your passport. He was like, I'll pay the guy, but you need to give me your passport. So I'm not paying him until you go upstairs and give me your passport. And now this gets a little tricky because when I told this story to other people, they're like, I would have never given him my passport. Fuck that. I would have made the guy wait. Guys. Desperate times call for desperate measures. A bitch just wanted to be left alone at this point. I was so over it. I was done. I was like, "Get me the fuck out of here. I don't care. You want my fucking passport? Take it. I want to go upstairs and I just want to cry in my pillow. I want to get connected to Wi-Fi and call my mom like I'm so over this." So I was like, "You want my passport? Fine. Fuck it. I don't care." Like, "I I don't like you're going to get your money no matter what." I go upstairs I get my passport, I go downstairs, I give it to the concierge, he takes out his wallet, pays the guy, and then the guy like proceeds to just talk shit to me. He's like, you know, this is my money. This is my fucking money. Like, I shouldn't have to be paying for this. You you need to call your people. You need to have them hurry up and come. And you better give me back my money because I'm not giving you back your passport. And, you know, like, just kind of saying shit like that. And I was like, I, I know, I know. I promise I'll give it back. I'll get, You know, you'll get your money. I promise. And the moment the guy left, I just, I was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think the guy eventually, like, fell bad. Because, like, I wasn't trying to scam him. Like, I'm not being a fucking scammer. Like, you know my group isn't here. Like, but I guess he probably, like, just categorized me into this stupid-ass American. Which, you know something, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. Like, you can't put a price on safety. You know, I was so desperate to just be safe again that I was like, bro you can call me whatever the fuck you want. Like, I just need to be, I need to be in my safe place again. And unfortunately this hotel room was my safe place. So after that, I went upstairs and I just fucking cried. Like I got in contact with my mom. I called it through WhatsApp. She was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this fucking happened. I was like, she was, you know, whatever. Anyway, fast forward, the group eventually came. They were so relieved. Imagine that a girl Valencia college goes fucking missing on a study abroad trip. My professor was so relieved yet. Like he didn't even know how to act around me. Like he wasn't sure whether to be upset at himself or upset at me, but I know like he definitely felt relieved after the fact that, you know, just knowing that I was there. Uh, but they were very stressed out. My roommate, that was kind of with me throughout the entire trip that I roommated with in all the hotels that, you know, in all the countries we visited was like, they contacted police stations walked everywhere, like went through all the monuments thinking that they'd find me eventually, like they thought I had gotten kidnapped, like they were all very stressed. And they eventually ended up at the hotel just hoping that I would be there. And of course I was. So it all worked out fine. Everybody came to the room to give me a hug and to kind of apologize to me for leaving me behind. When I talked to my friend about it, I was like, yo, like, did nobody notice where the fuck I was? And she honestly thought I was right behind her the whole time. When we talk about it, she's like, bitch. When we, when she was like, when I was done using the restroom, I remember seeing you and thinking you were right behind me. She was like, we went back. And ironically, from where the restaurant was to the bridge of love, the the lock bridge, the love lock bridge was no no lie, like across the street from the restaurant. She was like, It was literally right there. So the fact that I didn't see them also blew her mind that like I would even like get lost. She was like, we went across the street and it wasn't until after we were taking our pictures that we were like, where's Nicole? And when they walked back to the restaurant, which was literally across the street, they were like, we don't see her. And that's when the panic set in. So I'm thinking the moment they kind of like they realized I was gone was probably around the time that I was already like mid crowd in front of this, like aftermath music festival at the Piazza. Yeah. I just, I just like, I remember what I was wearing. I remember what I was feeling. I remember what I looked like when I looked in the mirror, when I was crying and it sucked because this was our last night. And it was our only night in Paris. So in my head, I remember talking about it with the girls. I was like, yo, like when we're done with dinner and doing the sightseeing with the group, we're going back to the hotel, getting dressed. And we're like going out again. Like we're going to go party. I remember I had bought a dress. Like I was like a dress outfit, like earrings, makeup. Like I was ready. But everything happens for a reason because clearly that... Is not the case at all. But yeah, that was the night I got lost in Paris. Crazy, crazy stuff. Once again, you know, I always learn from my mistakes. I'm a much different traveler now. I've definitely still gotten into some crazy situations, but going to Europe, I mean, technically that was the second time I went to Europe. I haven't been back. I was supposed to go last summer, but you know, COVID couldn't do it. Um, but I have like all these new set rules in my head and all these protocols I take now when I travel. And listen, trial and error crazy situations once again. Let me tell you something. That's why, like when I think back, like not to turn this too religious, but I believe in God, and I pray to God every day. And sometimes I think about situations like, the Vegas story and the night I got lost in Paris and I combine that and I'm just thinking, I think to myself like, yo, like God really is with me because how is it that I could say these stories and laugh about it knowing damn well that in any other circumstance, the outcome could have been a hundred times worse, but it wasn't. And I will always be grateful for that. Well guys, once again, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you for tuning in, reaching out, liking, subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review. Rate me five stars. Please, please, please. I love you with all my heart. And, you know, grab your man's phone, grab your friend's phone, grab your parents' iPhone, get that podcast app up, like, subscribe, leave a positive review. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Stay safe and I'll see you next time. Thank you